Yeah. Some, why is it that there were always sick people? Why is it that there were always sick people where Jesus was? Right? <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> this is some why. preacher somewhere is going to do a whole bit in his sermon around <laughs> just carrying the good news. There you go. Pictures <laughs> from the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I shouldn't drink PBRs. Welcome to episode 156 of Pub Theology Live, a weekly conversation on life faith over a craft brewed pint, I don't usually do this part, a fine wine, whatever happens to be in your glass. We should probably double check the episode number because sometimes this could get updated. It is, it is 156. All right, yes. we're on top of things. It's been a week, people. You know it has. <laughs> Catch new episodes weekly is the Reverend Shannon Meacham, Morgan Holder, and a special guest. Address and engage what's happening through a theological lens, usually with a good brew in hand. Today, we have two of our regular guests visiting in to join me. Uh, we have Derek Weston. He's the Director of Programs and Volunteers at Hope Springs, a faith-based nonprofit that works on behalf of those living with HIV and AIDS. Derek is also a writer whose recent work was featured in our Bible app. He's Shannon's amazing husband and our amazing uh, show producer. All the titles, I'm rolling them out now. Awesome. I love this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, Thanks. you know what? I got to be good to you, man. I don't know how many weeks <laughs> any of us got left. <laughs> might be too soon to kid about that, but yeah, it might not be. Yeah, so, well, you know. whatever, whatever. Also, let's just, be, let's just be kind while we can. Let's just be kind while we can, exactly. Also joining us, uh, Keisha McKenzie. Keisha is the interim program officer at Auburn Seminary. Keisha believes that all people have inherent worth and dignity, that we deserve a world where all of us can flourish, and that people of faith Let's help to make the world of possibility real. Thanks for joining us again, Keisha. And we can't hear you right now. You're muted. Somewhere. There you go. I could not be on a Zoom call and not do the Zoom thing where you are <laughs> speaking and nobody can hear you. You're welcome, you know, man. True to genre. Uh, Let's just be clear. No, I don't think there's anybody in this world right now who is like, in their usual focus space. No. We are all... I, I, I came in in the wrong Zoom room, and I, I imagine that's going to be happening more often. I'm all like, oh, oh well, sorry, wrong, wrong Zoom room. People dropping in in rooms and seeing things they shouldn't be seeing. <laughs> Tell us about some sponsors, Derek. All right. You can show your love for Pub Theology Live by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Support us at the shot glass level, a mere $2, or sign up at the pint or growler level keep the show rolling and get yourself some PT live swag. Swag is going out soon as a uh, little birdie has told me and uh, access to extended interviews with special guests, be a bartender and we'll come and do a live recording in your town. Visit patreon.com slash PT live to get started. And a big thank you to our current patrons. See clips from show and join our conversation on Twitter, Facebook, IG, YouTube using hashtag PT live. This week, it's all about the corona, that pesky <laughs> virus that is upending our lives. Um, I, I, my, my favorite thing so far has been that title, Love in the Time of Coronavirus. I think, you know, we should just call the show title that. We'll I, think, I think that's good. Lift it from somebody else. Um, but there have also been other fun things going around. But if there's any time that we are home and could share a beverage, this is a good week to do it. So right let's see what folks are drinking. Keisha, what do you got going on? The pink monstrosity called vitamin water. There you go. <laughs> boost, it's boost like the closest up. thing to soda that I drink. Well, you know what? Hey, you got you to gotta boost the immunity. Vitamin C is good for your immunity boosting at this time. I'm assuming there's actual vitamin C in there. So Yes, there is. Okay, all right. Like a, 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 a modest amount, I'm sure. Oh, any, any, any little extra bit helps. There you go. Yeah, electrolytes, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Um, Derek, what you got going on over there? So uh, I, I'm guessing this has no electrolytes or vitamins <laughs> or anything at all. Um, so this is uh, Flying Dog, uh, one of my favorite local breweries. Um, this is their Thunder Peel 
hazy IPA. It's like Thunder Peel. Just sounds like such a badass beer name. Um, so uh, it's actually I had one. Um, I bought the six pack a couple of days ago, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's delicious. It's real. It's one of those. Uh, I think Leighton was talking about hazy IPAs a couple of shows ago. Yeah, and like they're just like IPAs that have kind of gotten rid of some of the bitterness, and so they're real smooth and they go down real fast. Nice. I am starting off with a Great North Aleworks Robust Vanilla Porter. Ooh. And just in case this turns into a two beer show, because it might, I, I'm I'm planning on it. And I am getting all the stuff out of my fridge. I got the backup beer of all backup beers, a PBR. Wow. Yes. You just you just have a PBR in your fridge? Dude, this has been in my fridge maybe for two moves now. <laughs> like, I, is, is that a thing that you drink only if there's nothing else on earth to drink? Or is that a thing that you drink because it's so precious? Um, this is the thing I... So it's not even like if there's nothing else to drink, I drink this. It's after I've had enough drinks that I don't care what I'm drinking. That's when I crack Got open it. a PBR. There you go. Okay. Like there'd be times like, I wish I had a beer and this has been sitting in the fridge. I'm like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you but, know what? I'm just, just going to go to bed. <laughs> but the porter, the porter has got enough of a kick. It's 6.5. So by the time I get through this, I'm going to be like, you know what? That might be okay to drink a drink a PBR. You know, we'll no see. offense to all the PBR lovers it'll be, out there. It'll be very interesting to see if at some point the PBR opens. You know, it's been a week. It's been a weekend mm-hmm. because of that. So let's jump in and our opening question because you know we're all self isolating. We're all at home, bored out of our skulls. This would have been a great week to invest in Netflix because I'm sure there's a lot of uh, binge watching going on. Maybe. Oh. All of us, quote, unquote, working from home. <laughs> no one to watch us. Does the work actually happen? <laughs> this is a self-policing nation. Yeah, look how well that's turned out. <laughs> so the yeah. question is, best TV series to binge during coronavirus quarantine? It's the best TV series. What are you guys watching? I'm not really watching TV series, but I've been watching both both um, outbreak and disaster films, like Contagion, and... You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. You know what? I'm really glad you mentioned that because I've been hearing a lot about folks doing this, and I'm like, how is this... The, like, tell me honestly, does it help you in some way because you look at that and go, all right, it's not that bad. We're going to be okay. So it calms you, or is it making you more anxious? Why would you do this to yourselves? So yeah. I did this about two two Fridays ago, or when it when it began to really roll into the U.S. Um, I was reading some or some smart people that I follow on Twitter who are either um, they study epidemiology or they study um, like anthropology or like other things. So a lot of critical or cultural analysis. So there was one thread where somebody was looking at the tropes in in uh, disease outbreak movies and Contagion was one of the ones they referenced and I'd never heard of it. I'd never seen it, but it got like some, they had some interesting thoughts come out of it. So I just wanted to see both how um, that film addressed the xenophobia that often arises when you have diseases yeah. that then suddenly get named for provinces that are far away from here or how how they represent transmission between um, places that are so-called far away, but the vectors are like multinational companies and mm. people who are like middle managers in multinational companies never get the scrutiny of say a gardener from Mexico or a Chinese restaurant owner from down the street, Chinatown. Right. And, and so just looking at the disparities and treatments between key characters and how that like highlights the way that we manage modern colonialism through corporations and how those um, contemporary trade routes are really how diseases flow through different states. Like, so that was why I was watching it for like the nerdy <laughs> analysis. And then like, I, I kind of feel like there's something about the way Hollywood um, kind of helps us 
get a different view of apocalypse. So I feel like the 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 general disaster movie, whether it's the earthquake of all all time or the mega volcano or the the disease that we can't stop or the zombies or whatever, like all of these different um, categories of disaster movies, I think are a way of people trying to make peace with what it means to be um, existentially fragile. Mm. And so it's, you, you, you go through uh, 90 minutes to two hours and you're watching this thing, people like you, but not really. And it, there's a nice, a nice arc and you can either see yourself represented or see some of the major choice points represented. And then maybe when it's actually happening around you, you have more of a context. So in some ways I feel like it's, playing a similar role to what churches might have played once upon a time mm-hmm. um, in talking people through revelation or talking people through the plague or the bubonic plague specifically. Like at key points in the, the Christian church's history, um, ministers would have played this kind of facilitative function that I think Hollywood is playing now. Hmm. Yeah. Now, interesting church uh, connection there, except that, you know, I don't know if then it really helps because, I mean, you're going to have those people who watch it and go, holy crap, that's what's going to happen. And then they run out and like buy up all the toilet paper and buy some extra rounds for the shotgun and barricade themselves, just like, you know, folks who read Revelation and believe it's actually going to happen. And we got to be prepared for, you know, make sure a pilot saved just in case the thing happens and you know all that mess so 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 um i don't know everybody's that, looking at it analytically like you are I think some people no at it. no I, th- I think it's it's just access to symbols like there are always symbol key- keepers in every culture gotcha and the church has never been never had a monopoly on that but it's just i'm saying i think there are places where people gather to process symbols and church was historically one of the major ones now it's one of a couple and so people might go to the cinema, do the symbol processing, and then come to a church space or a small group and, and do a second dive. I'm like people who um, got really into Harry Potter and there were suddenly all these Harry Potter and the Bible Bible studies happening. Yeah. So I think, I think there's spaces for engaging the symbols that people are processing. Interesting, interesting side note. I forget if it was the creator of Contagion or Outbreak, which one it was, but... Uh, when it was in the theaters, it didn't do all that well. So, of course, now mm-hmm. it's got this serious uptick of viewership. And he was on a podcast or somewhere being all salty because he was like, when this first came out, people didn't pay enough <laughs> attention. It didn't get the credit it deserved. And now y'all trying to throw some dude. I was like, dude, just be happy someone's watching <laughs> your movie, man. Exactly. Like, enjoy it. Enjoy it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What do you want? What, what's, what's your, what's your TV binge go to with these extra, extra time on your hands? If you have it. <laughs> well, I haven't even, uh, I haven't even jumped into like watching TV yet. Um, like the, 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 the extra time like kicks in officially after this podcast. So, gotcha. uh, <laughs> um, uh, we started, uh, I started to try, I tried to get my family into clone wars yesterday. Mm. Uh, that was a bit of a failure, which I was oh, surprised by. Um, Joy and so I used to be I love big it. into that a I while back. Clone, I love Clone Wars. Um, I watched it recently. Uh, but now I'm like thinking about, and then we we started Madam Secretary uh, a couple weeks ago because mm. Shannon loves it and I'd never seen it. And so I'm like, all right, this is cool. And um, so that's been fun. But it's also one of those shows that's like, some of that's a little too real. Like like yeah. some of the politics, like mm, a little too close to home. Don't like yeah. that. Um, but now I'm kind of thinking about like, as the the time frame of quarantine uh, kind of keeps getting longer and longer, uh, I'm like okay, it might be time to rewatch The Simpsons because um, I might okay. I, I might I might need a few I might need a couple decades of content here. There, there, there you go. There you go. How about you? What are you watching? Wait, did you ever watch uh, Altered Carbon on Netflix? I haven't. I've heard it's good. It's good, and the second season just dropped. So okay. Want to check that out? I want to throw that so, in there. So, two things I'm watching a lot of right now. One of them, and only one of them, I am I'm not embarrassed to tell you about. So, <laughs> I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago that I'm really getting into on on Hulu this Canadian comedy called Letter Kenny. And oh, 
someone else is i've heard okay i know i remember you brought it up but i've seen yeah. other people talking about it recently. oh my god it's, it is it is the worst smartest funniest comedy i've ever watched worst smartest yeah funniest. so they so it's a small town somewhere in canada called letter kenny and it's basically three main groups of people there's like rednecks there's hockey players and there's like these meth head goth guys and they're all interacting with each other and doing things but although they're all coming across as ridiculously stupid people like there's some really really intelligent dialogue that's going on at the same time so it is just hilarious to watch um my new go-to and this is the one i'm embarrassed to talk about <laughs> right i do not like reality dating shows at all like i may have watched the first season of the bachelor and that was it but and and joy was really into them and sometimes i'll watch like bachelor in paradise with her sometimes just to have some father-daughter bonding moments but uh, i don't like dating shows at all but but <laughs> on netflix love is blind oh my god i can't i knew you were gonna say show. that <laughs> i can't stop watching this show <laughs> I have I'm on episode eight right now. Okay, so I've I've heard. Uh, let me, I, let I think I've heard someone explaining the premise of this show to me, and I'm like, no, that can't be real. Um, is so it's really like these people are describing themselves to each other, and then like, and they never see each other, and then like they propose. Someone proposes so, at the end. So so that's just like maybe the first two or three episodes. Yes, they're all okay. the men and women are speaking to each other without the ability to see each other. So it's basically verbal just verbal interviews. Yeah. And you know the audio. Yes. They're they're literally okay, like they're the way it's pictured is that there are these like rooms with a with a thin thin kind of like glass wall uh, okay two. got it and they can't see each other but they can yeah. hear each other and they're having these conversations and quote unquote falling in love i think the first the first couple fell in love and proposed after like doing this four times <laughs> or four days in or something and apparently so if that was all the show was i wouldn't get into it at all but then okay. but then after the couples who have you know, who decide to get married, then they leave this area with all the pods and they put them up in a place together. They live together and it's like countdown to the wedding day. So basically what you're watching is because, because of course, you know, this is going to be a disaster from the beginning. Like who thought this was going to work out for them, right? But then it's really fun to see them go out and the relationships begin to unravel because you don't see that in a lot of dating shows. Usually you see a lead up to the proposal yeah. and the only way you find out what happens afterwards is like in the tabloids. But this is showing you everything. So it's, 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 like, it's like, this is a really bad comparison, but it's like you, you see someone who shouldn't be driving, getting in a car, you know there's going to be a wreck. You see the wreck and the aftermath of the wreck happening. This dating show is all of that. And I am hooked. This and is I why a virus is coming to wipe us all out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the funny story was, so I texted Joy. I texted Joy. This was maybe Saturday. I texted Joy and I said, because I didn't, you know, we're going to talk about how different people did things for their churches. I actually had to pre for a lot of reasons had to pre-record my talk on saturday did that saturday afternoon so saturday night i'm like this is the first saturday night in a long time i don't got to go to bed early it's not a school night <laughs> so you know sharing beers with a friend i'm watching love is blind and i text joy and i say i finally got the dating show that got me hooked i'm watching love is blind and i love it and then I said, full disclosure, I am a little tipsy. <laughs> and Joy, Joy, who has watched the whole series already, says, you're going to need a lot more than tipsy to get through this thing. <laughs> this, is her, this is her response. So, All right. Love is blind. You got to, seriously, I don't, I, I Listen, don't um, recommend dating shows to anyone. Listen, but there's going to be a lot of TV in our future, so... All right. I just, now, to keep, but to Keisha's to point, list. I'm watching like from uh, <coughs> I'm watching from like a anthropomorphical 
you know. Sure, sure, sure you are. I am. Sure you are. <laughs> because when I heard this premise, I was like, what fools would think this is gonna work out for them? I gotta oh, check in. TV, it's all about taking that premise that might have worked in the 1990s oh or something and just extending it out to the most ridiculous level. But I love that there's... I, I, when I, when, Go ahead. When I came up, they had a show in the UK called Blind Date. So it was mm. like three, the same sort of situation. You had a contestant and you had three options and they were all behind a screen and they would ask questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a United States version of that too. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we had that and that was... That was a little out there for that time, but this is the basic premise, except they take it all the way to marriage. So they're combining blind date and the bachelor. And it's just as ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It it, it is, but somehow I'm it might be the times also. It, it might be the times. <laughs> it blame, might be the times. Blame it, blame it on the corona. And I said and I said to and I said to a friend of mine, honestly, for me personally, because I've just gotten out of a relationship, I said, in a way, seeing people like trying to to fight for love is kind of like mm. you know it, it, mm. it's kind of like inspiring in a weird weird sort of way for me That's knowing how i'm gonna do it that way but still it's it's kind of that makes sense that's fair yeah, that so love is blind check it all out right. All right. um so how else has your life shifted due to this pandemic do you know anyone who's tested positive are you shunning people how self-quarantining are you going um what are things like where you are and and we can roll this in also as the part b of this question about you know church experience so a lot of people who up to this sunday were gonna have church and then all of a sudden it took a turn uh you know my congregation is one of them um and it was interesting for the folks who had never done anything like this before to suddenly switch to this sort of like online type live stream format so How's it been yeah, I, for you guys? How's your I, co- coronavirus I, watch going? I I saw the the tide beginning to shift, and I encouraged my congregation to to wrap it up and not to not hold services. And they actually did shift um, a little bit after Friday, early Friday afternoon. They announced that they wouldn't be holding services or public events for the next. I think three weeks they said at that time and at that time the recommendation was uh, like a two-week review so they went a little bit above and beyond which I really did respect and appreciate um so they had like a, a virtual gathering Saturday morning and I will go back and watch it but I didn't I hadn't planned to be there anyway so I didn't plan to be there online um and and, and we should mention for listeners in case they're not clear you are Seventh-day Adventist that's right. So what would be an interesting thing to talk about is from a theological standpoint, how are people, you know, talking about this virus, you know, where, yeah, where, where it, their prayers going or whatever? It, really, it varies widely. I don't think that there's a centralized um, perspective, although I saw uh, a video. I haven't watched the video, but I saw a video from the General Conference president alongside one of the public health people in the denomination. So there's a, a long tradition of medical service and um, healthcare in the Adventist community. So I would expect a lot more of the people who are medically trained and not um, not opposed to vaccines and all that kind of stuff to have lots of things that are helpful and useful for people to know about. I don't think that video is going to be one of those things, but that's because the president is a fundamentalist and has his own like vantage point on those sorts of things. Gotcha. So, um, so there's that vantage point, um, that content coming out, like mostly take vitamins, be vegetarian, things that are not actually related to the issue at hand. I was going to um, ask what the vegetarian I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, it, it spread through meat now? <laughs> oh, no. But, but Listen, is, um, the best thing, the best worst thing. Do you guys, did you guys watch uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver? No, but he showed a clip from our friends at Fox and Geraldo Rivera says, because this is an upper respiratory disease. If you can hold your breath for 10 seconds without coughing and hacking, you're good. (laughs) And that's why I worry. Those are the kinds of things I worry about. I did go to a congregation like about two weeks ago. Was it three weeks ago now in New York where 
somebody made a, a reference to um Jesus saving us from coronavirus. Oh, and right. I was like, mm, mm. what you actually need to do is wash your hands and <laughs> not get sneezed on. Like those are actual <laughs> things that might protect you. Um and I know that there is a midpoint where somebody can both be fully faithful and acknowledge that viruses are a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um so those are the yeah. people that I want to listen to and amplify. Yeah. Um, but as as how things are going for me, I I think I'm just like many people, just trying to um, adapt to being in a new location. Not really yet having my workload change, so still having to do the same things I had to do last week, but with fewer resources, few uh, less infrastructure, um, with people who are far away and just as distracted as I am. Yeah. How about you, Derek? So, um, yeah, my uh, so so my life is kind of completely disrupted. Um, like, so all of our um, the organization I work for works kind of middle, uh, creating a road between clinical partners, uh, folks who are working with those who are living with HIV, and churches, and like both groups of people shut down. Mm. So, like, uh, I have. I have a few meetings this week uh, and all of my in face meetings have been turned to zoom meetings. Um, but a lot of my work is, is just not doable right now. Um, so I'm, I am, I am working from home air quotes, uh, air quotes um, having zoom meetings Um Remember, pants, this is pants optional. This is primarily an audio podcast. <laughs> can't, can't do the air quotes. I, listen, all right, all right. Know what we're talking about. So you know what? I was gonna, I was gonna explain it. anyway. Um, um, so it's been, and it's been, you know, kids are, you know, we have uh, our two kids who are living in Pittsburgh, and our two kids who live here in the, in the area, and you know, um, just kind of rearranging some schedules because they have, you know, they have weeks off of school now, and kind of figuring out um you know in some ways it's kind of nice we're gonna have more time with them in some ways it's like oh my god we have more time with them um so how are figure- how are how are they how are they responding to this because i got a i got a 19 year old and her response <laughs> is going to be tremendously different from oh yeah because because for them it is it's just time off of school right now i mean like they're the, you know our oldest is asking some questions about you know um and honestly, we've been, we've been like really frank with like, listen, like we will probably get it at what some is she, point. 12, 13? 12. Now? Yeah, 12, she's 12. Right. And I'm like, at some point we're like, we will probably get it, but you are young and you are healthy and you will likely recover. Right. And like, you know, we've had those in more optimistic terms than that. Um, but like, you know, <laughs> this would be a you know, great opportunity not to, we were making like a Keisha's thing Keisha said, but you could tell him you eat more vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great parenting listen, opportunity. Listen, uh, coronavirus only shows up in, in in kids who are disobedient to their parents. So there you um, go. <laughs> Got to use whatever leverage you can get, man. Um, but no, so it's been it's been um, so that's just been like just some logistical things we've had to work through. Um, you know, it is it's it's really interesting. Uh, so this Sunday, uh, and this is why. Shannon's not on the show today because she she worked her tail off this weekend and just kind of needed a break. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she she spent all of Saturday with um, she and her church musicians, um, like recording uh, recording songs, and she recorded a sermon and she recorded benediction and prayers, and then I edited those into a video and we posted that on the church's website on Sunday morning. Um, and, and it was just kind of, uh, it was surreal. Um, and it was really funny though, uh, yesterday morning, Sunday morning, um, to watch how many people from the church chimed in at exactly 1030, mm-hmm. which is our normal worship time. Yep. Uh, like, and then I was, and I kept saying to her throughout this process, like, you know, people need their routine. People are yep. like, keep as much normal uh, as possible, I did air quotes again. Damn it! Um, but <laughs> but keep as much normal as possible, and, and 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 so that people can feel comforted, and 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 people chimed in at 
10, 1030, just their normal worship yeah. time. And so many great responses. And I think Shannon handled this beautifully. Um, you know, kind of sticking with her sermon series that she was doing, um, acknowledging the strangeness of the situation, but also just uh, allowing people the comfort of being with their, their uh, fellow church members who they worship with. Um, and I think, I think she did a great job of that. Um, we'll likely do the same thing um, this coming Sunday. She's working on doing a Zoom Bible study and prayer group throughout the week. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's, I, I've actually been um, just kind of out, you know, outside of our personal experience, you know, a lot of my friends, most of my friends are clergy and just kind of watching the creativity um, that this has, has forced upon people. Yeah. And like people are really stepping up and really shining and really doing the work of serving their people with, with love and intelligence and creativity. Um, what what I've been do really you think ex- is the over under on ministers when this is all done actually saying, let's go back to actually doing it the old way. No, let's just stick with this. Uh, I, I think people are going to say, you know what, I've now got another tool in my, in my tool belt, you know, and say like, listen, we can, we can do both now. Um, and, and if they're, and particularly if they're doing it well and they're, they're, you know, being faithful with the tools they have. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, I think that, um, I think right now we're seeing people do some things that they were scared of doing. Oh yeah. And now being given the freedom to do some things that they were scared to do. Yeah. And, and they're really stepping up. And I think, I think I've seen, I've just seen people be really energized, really creative, really um, uh, innovative. Uh, so I, and, I mean, and it's, a lot it's, of them, and a lot of them didn't decide to do it till like Thursday till or Friday. La- I mean, last <laughs> minute. I mean, we were you like know. I said, we were we were editing this video on Saturday because Shannon, you know, because and, and I, I will I will say she was she was reading everything she could. She was trying to make she was trying to make the right decision, you know, yeah. just uh, like really talking to very smart people about this and just trying to make the most faithful decision. And and it came down to Friday and then kind of Saturday we're scrambling to put this thing together. You know, this week we'll have more time. Uh, and I, I made the comment on, uh, on Facebook yesterday. I said, okay, uh, tomorrow, uh, I said this on Sunday. I said on Monday, you know, tomorrow we can talk about camera angles. We can talk about lighting. We can talk about your sound quality, but this week, good job. <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's all an experiment and an adjustment both on the part of the people who suddenly have to produce a thing like you did right and and on the part of the people who are receiving that thing absolutely um so there's there are different and should be different um expectations of ways to participate for people who are were, would have been in a congregation or would have been part of what is now an audience because when you do media, you now think about audiences in a different way. Yeah. It's um, completely different. And and, yeah, and, and yeah. shout out to those folks who, even if they've already been, you know, had this live streaming stuff in place, but on Sunday, they went and did a service to an empty auditorium or an empty congregation. Yeah. That itself is a wholly different experience as well. There's no energy to yeah. feed off of. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no connecting with there's there's not that energetic connection. The eye contact, to a the, camera. It the is, response, or responding to questions, or exactly. like being able to see people and then exactly. Lift. You know, it's been yeah. very weird to watch a lot of these like you know nighttime talk shows that usually have a live audience not have a lot of live oh, audience. Oh, Colbert's uh, the first night of Colbert doing his show, where he's just kind of sitting there at an yeah. empty desk with his staff in the audience, and he was just sitting there with a glass of whiskey. <laughs> that was that was the it was hilarious. It was also incredibly eerie. It, it, it was it like, was. Same, wow, this is, same thing this with, is uh, what church John, is going to be like on Sunday. With John Oliver, they actually had to go record just him at a desk in a whole different location because a couple of the folks that worked at the CBS studio did test positive. So they're oh, like, wow. we got to all get out of here yeah. right away. So that was also weird because 
you know, again, he's just as funny, but it's weird when he makes a joke and I'm the only one laughing now. Right. These three audiences are there. Yeah. Yeah. One of the sweet things that I've seen is uh, the symphonies at various cities. I saw saw Seattle and I think it was uh, Philadelphia Symphony. Baltimore's did too. Also playing to empty audiences, but playing and then recording and releasing it on Facebook Live. Like those sorts of um, interventions from the artists has been really welcome. And and, uh, I know I'm not wired in the head right because I was not upset about all this until the NBA canceled the season. That (laughs) happened. And I really got both pissed and a little bit panicked. Mm. Well, so what was it? Okay, that's a good question. Like, what was it that made it real to you? So, if it was the NBA canceling that made it real to you, what made it real to you, Derek? Uh, so, you know, I, I, it was a little bit the NBA canceling, but it was more, um, it was more March Madness. Mm. It was like of just people saying that there's not going to be like the basketball tournament. Like, this, like, it's just one of those big kind of cultural touchstones of like everyone fills out their bracket you know everyone you know even if you don't you don't know anything and you're making you know like i don't watch college basketball but i fell out a bracket because i you know like the one seed's probably gonna win right um Mm -hmm. and and like it's like all of a sudden that's gone and it's like and it wasn't a like there was no lead up it was like all of a sudden like no baseball no hockey Mm -hmm. no basketball Mm -hmm. right no college basketball like all all in the span of like six hours all of it was gone yeah. um yeah. And, and it's it's it is weird that that was like you know as much as you know we talk about kind of the frivolousness of sports um it really was like in a way the thing that made it hit home because we do take sports very seriously and 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 more importantly we also know that those things are billion dollar industries Mm-hmm. And like tons of money is is exchanged in one form or another because of March Madness. And to have that just be like poof, gone. Yeah. Um, yep. it was like, whoa, this is serious because there's no way you would just cancel that from, you know, um from a scare, right? From from just being right. frivolous or or whatever. Um, I was like, no, okay, like people people who have billions of dollars on the line are taking this seriously enough to mm-hmm. cancel things and shut things down. Yeah. It's like, okay, so we have to, we have to do the same as, as faith communities and we have to do the same as, and in, in some ways it felt like, um, it felt like the NBA and the NCAA were showing more leadership than our governments were, you know, yep. it was weird. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, well, considering, our, our, government considering, right our, considering our government, not unexpected, but not you weird. know, uh, it was, but it was strange to kind of watch people lead in those ways. And then again, you see like people like Mark Cuban saying, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for the arena workers salaries and yeah. things like that. It's like, okay, this, that was beautiful. Like this is, this is, it's weird where the leadership is coming from right now. Yeah. 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 And I had a real, I had a real, it's, it's gut check for me and my own compassion around this when the player, the NBA player who was diagnosed with it first, Rudy Gobert, and then they showed you that clip of him making fun of the whole thing and touching yeah. microphones yeah. during an interview, and then yeah. he was the first one. Instant diagnosed. karma for you, sir. Yeah, exactly right. And I was, I was just like, oh, I, I shouldn't be happy that he was diagnosed. Now. <laughs> I shouldn't be, but there's a little sense of like, you know, poetic justice right there. Keisha, what was it for you? Oh, I think it was a combination of South by Southwest shutting down. Oh, yeah, Austin, yeah. Because yeah. uh, we have a couple of our um, colleagues who might usually go. And then our offices across the street from Columbia and Honored and a bunch of universities and colleges. So um, when they started to shut down their classes and send, send mm. students home, like that felt really real, knowing that many of those kids won't get to go to graduation this year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and that's three months away, right? But still, like seeing the long tail of of a decision they have to make right now, yeah. And then knowing that that decision that South by Southwest and Austin made affected, you know, how many hundreds of thousands and thousands of dollars, and, and how many and hundreds of thousands of people. 
Yeah. So like, the thing about uh, the, for me also about the NBA being canceled is like, I was going to be watching a lot of games during this time. Right. <laughs> to help, to help maintain part of my routine, keep me occupied, that sort of stuff. So, so our next question is what practices are you leaning into to stay calm and centered amid all this change and uncertainty, any, any scripture or texts helping you out, um, you know, back to sort of the, the theological angle on this, how is, how is your faith reinforcing your staying centered or, you know, for some people, maybe their faith is being challenged at this point. And, and, you know, it's been interesting. So, so in unity, we have this interest in metaphysical approach when it comes to health and, you know, it, it starts off with, for some folks, misunderstanding the concept of, of denial of a thing. So we have this practice where we say we deny, uh, you know, this, the, the, the power of this illness over us and affirm our, our divinity. So is this idea of not, not going into victim mode, mm. but some people kind of interestingly take that to an unhealthy extreme where they say like, okay, if I don't think about or acknowledge that this virus exists, then it's not real to mm -hmm. me. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, that's not how it works. Um, that's not the, in, that's not the intention. So, so let's, let's be clear, you know, alluding to something Keisha said earlier, that both things are true. We can, we can be faith filled around this and, and, and affirm our wholeness and, and be centered in prayer around this. But yes, let's still wash our hands, please. There yeah. you go. You got All hand sanitizer. Yes. Don't tell people and where I you live because they're going to come. They're going to come for that. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm laughing. And I'm thinking of using that. Yep. There you go. Um, both both things are true. So going to bed, you know, like you got to take care. Yeah. So any, any, anything spiritual, theological that is kind of helping keep you guys in a, in a good place right now? Oh, I loved hearing about Derek writing for All Bible App because I also recently wrote for them. Mm -hmm. And the practice that I shared there was a seven to eight day meditation, like a daily meditation practice. And I find that those are the kinds of rhythms that um, are anchoring to me right now. It's not a specific scripture, although I include scripture in my own experience. Um, and I like to to reread it from different angles, different perspectives, different um, points of view within a given story or passage um, as a way of understanding what are the other things that I might get to learn from this um, and how might it help me to choose differently um, as I'm coming up on new experiences or circumstances. But it's more about carving out uh, consistency in my time, in my schedule. Because I feel like with all the things that are shifting, what we do or don't know, um, where we might have to be, um, how healthy we are to manage whatever's coming up, like some sort of regularity is more of what's anchoring than anything else. For me, um, I always find that times of um, crisis kind of always bringing me back to basics. And for me, you know, at, at the core, you know, it is, you know, loving God, loving neighbor. Um, and, you know, the question that I've had to ask is kind of repeatedly is what is the best way to love my neighbor? And like, you know, social distancing is a way to love your neighbor and washing your hands is a way to love your neighbor. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, for the immediate, like my immediate household, you know, not panicking is a way mm. of loving my neighbor and trying to be a calming yes. presence in my house and, you know, trying to help my wife with all of the things she needed to get done on Saturday. Like, okay, this is, this is, this is a practical, tangible way of loving my neighbor. Um, so I really do come back to that very basic thing of like, how do I love my neighbor here now um yes. because that's that's always going to be a good north star for me um in terms of a practice so uh before this even started 
um, when for my birthday in January, my kids, uh, and by my kids, I mean Shannon, um, bought me a book on baking bread. Dude, you almost made me spit my berry. In the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, um, they, uh, she bought me a book on baking bread, and so I've been experimenting with baking bread. And I've just found that, like, when I am when I am anxious, just like the act of kneading and kneading dough and rolling dough and baking bread and having that smell of fresh bread and and eating fresh bread and like all of that is calming. It is. It is. And it and it, and it gives me, you know, um, one of the things of after after years of doing ministry. Um, I've really come back to like wanting some tangible things like to actually have a finished product yeah. and like yeah. <laughs> baking bread gives you a finished product. That's, um, delicious. That, that's delicious. So, you know, bonus, <laughs> you not only get a finished product, but it's delicious. Um, and that has been, that has been kind of a, it's, it's been an almost meditative thing for me of, nice. of being able to, um, and especially with how 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 rich the uh, Judeo Christian tradition is with bread and wheat and and yeast and and all those sorts of metaphors, just kind of you know uh, pun intended, baked into our uh, into our our theology and philosophy. It really has been a very a very grounding thing for me. Um, especially at a time when it's still just a little bit too cold to be in the garden. Um, mm. Being able to have, have this practice of baking bread has been really grounding for me. Nice. Nice. Do you grow things, Derek? I do. I, oh, I do. He's master gardener. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's, that's the other thing. I was taking a master gardening class and that got canceled. <laughs> and like when I got the email, like that's probably been the biggest disappointment of this whole thing was like, uh, I get getting the email about the master gardener class being canceled. And I'm like, oh, no. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that is that is one of my one of my deep loves, deep passions is is to have my hands in the dirt. By the way, just oh. I just popped open the PBR. And oh, the PBR came out as expected, <laughs> as expected. Boy, I love it. <laughs> The, uh, so, so the 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 scripture verse that's really been working for me right now is that verse from Second Timothy one: God has not given us a spirit of fear, mm. but mm. power, love, and a sound mind. And the sound mind, I I always do my interpretation of as wisdom. Mm. You, mm. you know, so so we are not afraid. Let's not you know the the phrase I've been using recently is let's not respond from fear and panic, but faith and presence. So mm. yes. and that's good. and. Uh, it's been interesting again in New Thought community that whole idea of if we start canceling services, we've given into the fear around this. And I'm like, no, we are we are using sound mind and sound judgment, and also we're being responsible to help curb the spread of this thing rather right. than help infect our congregation. So, right. Um, yeah. So that verse has really kind of been kind of help keeping me centered. Interestingly enough, because the timing of all this, as I am packing up my house to move on Friday, like that hasn't ended. That that mm. was in motion be you know before the, the the high point of where we are now with this, and that has to keep going. So that sort of like life transition thing that I'm going through um, has helped kind of keep me occupied. I double checked today that my movers did not cancel on me as of right yeah. now. <laughs> the last email I got from them is your move is in four days. I'm like, okay. All right. All right. We're good still luck. good. <laughs> we're still within the state. What's that? Within the state. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'm moving, I'm, I'm moving actually closer to work. I actually live about an hour from work now. Um, I chose in Amesbury. I'm in the Boston Metro area. Um, so I'm moving to a town called Lawrence, which is about 20 minutes from work. Found, found me a nice uh, loft in a old converted mill sort of situation. Nice. nice um and and uh so so yeah that's happening friday um today's monday as we're recording this by the time you listen to it 
folks, it's usually, you know, usually posted on Wednesday. Who knows what else will happen between now and then? Because shit's moving <laughs> yeah, fast, you people. Know. You don't <laughs> it's know. moving fast. Oh, man, that's so So, true. like, you know, who knows what's, what's going what's gonna to happen? <laughs> Another Bible verse here that, that we want to share, Jeremiah 29, 7 says, But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf, for in its welfare you will find your welfare. So Brian yeah. talked about, you know, how we are loving our neighbor now by washing the hands, by taking care of ourselves, by social distancing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a time where Staying we're out of the bars. Stay out of the bars. And if you don't want to stay out <laughs> yeah. of them, they're being shut down for you. They're being so. shut down. So That's you can't right. do anything That's anyway. Right. You know, ex- exactly. <laughs> so, so, you know, and it's also a bit feeling like exile because, you know, yeah. now we're being asked to stay in and limit or going outside limit our interactions with other people that sort of stuff so so the question is how does it feel like an exile i think that's pretty self-explanatory but the thing that i want to ask is a lot of people seem to be having trouble with this like except for preppers and introverts preppers and introverts (laughs) are like this is what we've been working towards. This is what we've it's been practicing time. and preparing for. <laughs> exactly. This is our time. Our See, time. I, so the problem is I'm, I'm an introvert, but I'm also contrarian. And now that I'm being told to do it, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think, but honestly, do you think that's what's playing in here? Why do you think people are so resistant to, to, to this? I, I do think I that's think part of it. The reality hasn't sunk in. And the, the stakes haven't sunk in. Like mm. the costs of, of following the rule have not become as clear as the disadvantages of following the rule. So the disadvantages, you don't get to go to the theater. You don't get to go hang out with your friends at brunch. Um, you can't just go to the mall and walk around and spend money that you don't need to spend. Like you, there are certain restrictions and, and those costs are very immediate, but the cost of possibly be infected by somebody or infecting somebody and you don't know whether you're actually carrying anything like all of those costs are intangible and it hasn't sunk in and i think most people still don't know anybody who's being diagnosed we have one case in our county so far um so it's not it's not real and present and certainly not as dire as it is in italy or has been in south korea it will be in about two weeks i think yeah, but it isn't matter, today. it's not a matter if it's a matter when <laughs> right exactly Exactly. People taking the, the, the steps ahead of schedule to avoid it becoming as extreme is not a thing that we have practice with. Right. Right. Uh, I, I think, I think 100% agree with you on that. I also do think that there's this very American streak of like, you can't tell me what to do. Of right. like you, you like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, stay in my house. And, and, and I, and that, that really, um, that cuts across like that is not mm-hmm. a that is not a conservative or liberal thing. No. That is an American yeah. thing. Yeah, we're we're number yeah. one. This ain't gonna get us. And 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 like you know, I've I've had the flu before. I can I can beat it. I can I can. I mean, even 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 to the point of like, um, I think people. You know, what was the governor of Oklahoma was out at a bar like hanging around with a whole bunch of people took this selfie with like, look at me, I'm with a oh, whole bunch of oh, No, no, no. My favorite is, <laughs> my favorite is, you know, our dear leader uh, having the press conference, having all the CEOs of all these organizations who are supposed to be helping out and shaking hands with every single one of them. <laughs> I was like, great. Yeah. But and then there's also the streak of people saying, oh, we don't, in America, we don't shut down private businesses, except that historically America has right, shut right, down private businesses yeah. when they were gay bars, for example. Right, exactly. Yeah, we're all, we're all about like, shutting down certain businesses. Yeah, so it's, it's a question of, um, is, it, is, it, is this something that we are deciding affects all of us, or is it going to remain some sort of private concern that only certain people can afford to take care of. Right. You know what? Because when we've decided that it's our issue, then we can respond as a collective. Let me be clear. It, it became our issue when Tom Hanks said he was diagnosed. <laughs> when, when Tom <laughs> Hanks... Exactly. You know, when Tom <laughs> Hanks said, well, I tested positive, because let's be clear, if this, was a, if this was a lot of poor minority people, we would not. Right. 
You know. Listen, not only not only that, but I don't know if you you two heard this, but Idris Elba has it now. Yes, I heard that like, today. So like, listen, like the 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 most likable and most handsome of us cannot avoid this thing. It's coming for right. all of us. So you're saying it's right. a matter of time for me, right? I'm, I'm saying the fact that you don't have it yet is 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 mind mind boggling. Grace and mercy. So there you go. Grace and mercy. So the last thing I want to ask, though, so the last thing I want to say to bring it back to like you know biblical examples here, Jesus didn't really set a good example because he was always out walking with the lepers oh, and the people who were supposedly he, sick. He touched sick people all the time. Yeah, Jesus they did not his face all the time. Right. <laughs> Jesus did not self-quarantine at all. <laughs> yeah, but he was a medical worker. He has an exception. That's oh, true. is that what it was? That's okay. True. Probably had yeah. probably had we need, really we need, high immunities. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a healthcare healthcare worker. But but I've actually seen I've actually seen churches, some churches put this out there as to mm. why they should still have services. They're like, you know, yeah. Jesus walked among the lepers. He didn't self-quarantine. He was that. there giving the message. We it is it, it is our Christian duty to maintain, you know, church and have services and so on. That's how South Korea got the way it got. Like yeah. with the church. The yeah. church was the epicenter of the of mm-hmm. And like, you know, I think it's one it's thing you know, Jesus stepped into places where people were already affected. Uh, Jesus wasn't a vector. <laughs> Jesus, right. Jesus wasn't right. a contagion. Well, honestly, <laughs> do we know that? I mean, uh, he, he might have been a carrier for a lot of stuff. <laughs> we don't he, know. He, he, he might have been. He, he might, might have been. been. And then they go traipsing from town to town <laughs> as an itinerant <laughs> preacher. We don't know. It's I, that's, a, that's a fine that's a fine yeah. point again yeah yeah some, why is it that there were always sick people why is it that there were always sick people where jesus was right <laughs> think about that <laughs> this is some why preacher somewhere is gonna do a whole bit in a sermon around <laughs> just carrying the good news there you go this is why I shouldn't drink PBRs. Exactly. I, I think you've made that abundantly clear. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note, let's bring this to a close mm. and say a big thank you to our special guest, Keisha, for coming in. Uh, thank you, Derek, for filling in for uh, Shannon. Um, thank uh, Brian Berghoff, the originator of Pub Theology, who came up with these crazy questions and a special shout out to all the pop theology groups that are probably not meeting should not <laughs> yeah. because of, of should not and meet. should and should not meet should get not. yourselves on zoom and, and and drink while you do this we've given um, you a model to follow here there you go thank yeah. you to our producer derek weston oh we thanked him already um connect <laughs> you can thank me some more it's fine thank you some more thank you for a different role <laughs> thank you for being Phil in for Shannon, and thank you for producing. There you go. Connect and spread the word on social media. Listen anytime on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, you will likely find us. And connect on all the socials. Sign up at patreon.com slash ptlive for eventually more content. I promise y'all I'm going to get it together. I promise. That's I'm going right. to probably, after okay. I move, have a lot of time on my hands <laughs> while I'm quarantined. So yeah. Yeah. there you go. And to find or create a pop theology gathering in your town, but not for another but, eight but weeks. Not, but not right now. Not for another eight weeks. Uh, you can find information about that at pubtheology.com slash directory. So until next time, friends, drink responsibly, wash your damn hands, and keep <laughs> <laughs>